Welcome back to Cargumentative, a show where four boys next door and a former Mr. Universe. <laughs> Is there no camera? Talk to you about cars and all things automotive. I'm your host, Thomas Falker from the Sunday Times. And as usual, I'm joined by my, my crew here. I'm Mark Paluta, Mike Salomon, and Dave Ravid. And, and a special guest, Varushka. Varushka Roberts. <laughs> Varushka Roberts. All the way from PE. No, this is cool, guys. I've, I've seen what you've done online, mm -hmm. and I like the name because that's what we want to do is sit and banter and chat cars. Yeah. And obviously, doing the TV thing, it's a little bit more formalized, but I think you guys get to do it the right way. And we can swear. Talk a bit of not. I, I don't swear. Don't you? He doesn't have to. We get to talk a bit of shit, in other we words. We do, yeah. 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 No, so we won't leave that one out. Yeah. That's no, fine. No, no, we leave that in. That's, That's subtle. That's family swearing. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's cool. Nice thanks. to be here. Nice yeah. to have you. Yeah. All right, so, Tom. What are, we, what's, what are we talking about? We're going to kick off with some news, as we always do. Um, was there any the news this week? Yeah, there was. Yeah? There was some news. There was okay. some pickings in the motoring world, but there was a little bit, you know, here and there. Right. I've um, been reading, actually, uh, old ma uh, car magazines on the jazz, and actually I picked up some interesting stuff. But, I'm not but that's not news. That's yeah, not news. Not. I think that's what's news is that he was reading. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've actually been limited not even to watching like, like videos. I'm now on three-second Instagram videos. That's good. Oh, so uh, really quick. I think, I think jazz, I'm becoming yeah. a millennial. I, might be coming, I might be becoming younger. <laughs> so um, Aston okay. Martin, the DBX, named oh, after the, the, the Dubai Airport. Um, <laughs> named after the Dubai Airport. It is. Which is pretty much where it's all going to get delivered. It's, yeah, good, exactly. it's a big customer market. It's I think a that's huge actually customer useful. market. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a big story with that. What's your lead story on that? So the lead story on that is it's it's entered the final stages of development. Uh, which, of is, December. which is basically like performance and, and track stuff, which Mark and Michael love. Absolutely. You know, what motors have got? The world is the racetrack. Yeah, uh, four litre. Twin turbo V8. Must be the Merc. Oh, so the yeah. Aston was saying that uh, the DBX matches the cornering speed of the Vantage and has the braking performance of the DBS Superleggera. Really? Mm. Uh, nice. The interesting for me was Great. that it's actually got, I saw one with the disguise on it, it had roof racks. Yeah. It had those roof rails. I mean, for oh, it's a proper SUV. Yeah. We, we actually, um, when we were in Europe in June, we got to interview Marek Reichman, who's the, the head designer for Aston Martin. Mm. And um, it's quite cool because, you know, the spy stories are always, they've become, the manufacturers actually now leak the spy pictures. Themselves. Yeah. 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 And I thought Aston was quite brave in terms of making this whole big vibe. I mean, the car ran at the Goodwood Festival. Yeah. But they've created so much negativity around the back end. Because, I mean, for me, the back end styling I absolutely hate. I yeah. think it looks totally ridiculous. Yeah. But can you see it with the, with the disguise on? No, but what they've, what was coming out was that, well, maybe that's not what it's going to look like. Yeah, okay. So maybe they've put a wire cage in, creates a lot of negative banter around it, and then when they reveal the car on the fourth, it's like, wow, it doesn't look anything like that. So I think it's quite bold that they go and take a, a step like that to make the spa things legitimate and actually make it a marketing tool. But um, massive for them. I mean, that factory they've opened in Wales mm. is literally built specifically for that DBX. Nothing else is being manufactured there. That's how well, big their reckon sales well, look, are going to be. The K and Save Porsche. Yeah. You know, so this could be going the same route with Aston. I mean, everyone needs an SUV in their stable now. Everybody. Yeah, Either that or a, I don't know, cheap hybrid. I think there's something, there's something yeah. to the fact that the DBX is going to be effectively a quite late to market. So if you look at all its rivals, the SUVs are out. Mm. And what that gives you is time to look at them and, and see their weaknesses, them. benchmark yeah. them, and come out with something better. And it just might be something pretty cool. Well, um, well, well, well talking about that Aston, back end, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, well, which is apparently struggling quite heavily now. Mm-hmm. But if, if I think about the back end, I mean, like with all of these SUVs that have been coming out, you like think to yourself, sure, that doesn't look great in its in its fire, like yeah. in the camouflage. And then they release the thing and they said, yep, that does look shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, I mean, you look at the Eurus, not great. Oh, the Eurus doesn't look good. Um, so, but the Jags so, so look good. So I the last the two to come out is uh, this one and then the Ferrari. Uh, and hopefully the Ferrari is a proper bespoke product. Don't, oh, yeah. don't you like Ferrari. the Eurus? No. I do. Uh, I think Eurus it cool. is amazing. It's expensive. Like, it might be good to drive. I've driven, I've driven it. It's lovely to drive. And to look at. You don't like no. the styling. I think it looks cool. No, no I don't. I don't think, think so cool. at all. I stand with you on this. I, but I, I like the Calendar. Why? Why? Yeah, no, you see, I, and we hate the Calendar. Yeah, the there it's we fun. go. I love the Calendar. should be ashamed of yourself. I think all Rolls Royces should be the Calendar. So oh, you man. are honestly a vulgar pick. <laughs> and also the name is just awful. I like the Bentayga a lot. What's wrong? He was a pretty good cricketer, wasn't he? Darryl yeah. He was yeah. until Shane Warne like, screwed him up forever. I actually don't mind the Bentayga. Sporting link. What's what, the what, I, what I've picked up very quickly is the guys with taste are kind of this side of the room. <laughs> Correct. And the guys with Bentayga, Cullinan lovers sit yeah. together, share a mic, actually. We do. It says a, it says a <laughs> lot. No, no I'm not, I wouldn't say a Thank lover. Thank you very much. But if I go and look, they actually released the RSQ8. Today? No, the RSQ3. Oh, no, the RSQ3. I was going to segue into that because the no, sport that thing looks well. good. Yeah, that thing RSQ3. looks really good. No, wasn't that the Q8? RSQ3. RSQ3 and the sportback version. From someone who owns an RSQ3, I'm not sure about the new one, but we can get to that. Well, we're going to. Well, here we are. We edit. So we edit. We edit. Yeah. So we're talking about. Yeah. Could be segued from from one SUV. To another SUV. So the RSQ3. So it's a couple Correct. of months ago, Audi said that they were going to release an enormous good. amount of oh, RS and S products. Sorry. Yeah, it's bloody good. Um, yeah. So there were supposed to be seven RS new RS products released in sort of a very short period of time, mm. and so today was the RSQ3 oh. and RSQ3 Sportback. Yeah. Which is kind of like an X4e. Is that is, the, or, is that the one that I just showed? The, yeah, so the, that, green the green one, one the green. is Kyle Army Green. Which yeah. is everybody here. I like the, the launch color. Remember. Very cool. Um, yeah. It's still got the five-cylinder turbo, which is fantastic. An, fantastic nice engine. engine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The styling, I, th- I think the, R- the latest RS stuff for me is a little bit heavy, a little bit over the top. What, what, but, what, do, you, uh, what do you think of the Q3 from a styling perspective? Mm, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a bit bland. It doesn't really fire me no. up in any way. I, I think it's nicer than the BMW equivalent. I know, but that was the previous you know I mean? Q3. I thought that was quite a good-looking car. Because the thing that I've been impressed by recently, I mean, Audi really have been on a on a proper aggressive, and their new head of design, or Mark Lichter, has really, I think, given each car personality. Because before, a 4 or a 6 or an 8 came down the road, and you didn't know what was what. We've complained about whereas, that before. Whereas each now has a, a bit of a unique personality. Like, you look at the A1, whether you like it or not, that little air vent on the bonnet mm. is something different. So each one is unique. It's not a family face. It's almost like the Quattro blisters are now their new defining uh, yeah, little sure. design cue that links all the cars together mm-hmm. but I, I'll yeah, I, I, yeah I this like is it. pretty cool yeah I like it I, I like, like it. it I mean I think they're building stuff that stands out I mean if you take that man line up next to the BMW or Mercedes equivalent oh no yeah. Yeah. when you Most say probably, when you yeah. say that you actually didn't need to say, you could say one or the other no 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 definitely car. not Mercedes look fine like the Charlie downstairs is lovely but they're the same car but BMW's new X7 and X5 I can't tell what are they thinking with the car anymore I don't know they're just they all look exactly the same they're all made in the same factory cookie cutter designing given all of those options I'd still take the I think that's the point that I'm trying to make from an Audi perspective is that everyone went through that phase where it was family faces 
that were in common. Audi have actually stepped away from the unique family face. Mm. Every face is different. Whereas that's what you're struggling with with BMW now. Yeah. The massive kidney grill yeah. is carried through on everything. I, I hated it on, on X7 until I saw it in the flesh and actually works. But on the new 7 that I'm driving, that's yeah, ridiculous. I'm, ma- ma- do, maybe do you not think so massive much. is a big enough word? Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Gargantuan. Huge. It's got more syllables in it. Big in, big in China. That's where it is. Okay. Yeah. Big in China. What did he say about the Chinese yesterday? Yeah, I, I, and the 7 Series? I, I laugh. Like, you look at the 7 Series, uh, the, the LR. I mean, the, the limo is only really made to, to go to the Chinese market. The guys with the shortest legs want the longest cars. It's like, not like legroom is ever going to be an issue for them. No. Oh. Uh, penis envy. Unbelievable. What a thing, huh? Uh, Peugeot 108. Did you go on that Peugeot 108 launch last week? I didn't. I was out of I was out of the country. I okay. haven't seen that either. But so super I super that. excited because I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a French lover, mm. and I I, I hope Aren't that we all? I hope that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you're a French lover or yeah, a, a lover of French? Ah, a lover well, of ladies. Just, Tom, Thomas, clarifying. It works both ways. Thomas is more of a French French platonic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lover of Japanese. <laughs> French platonic. <laughs> Guys, the French friend zone. Yeah, yes, I know what platonic means, but just like—is <laughs> this the new 108? No, that looks like a Corsa. You said Peugeot 108. Yeah, yeah. The all, the, the all the all new one is is pretty okay. I don't think I don't think from a styling perspective <laughs> it's going to knock anybody over, but, but it's it's very competitive. What price. Is that I think it's about 180, 180 k, one seventy something. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, coming to South Africa. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not. Oh, that's so, one. So what's happened? Yeah. That is so nondescript. It actually doesn't. What even look platform rich. is it sharing? I go. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's as it was before. Okay. Whether you took the Citroen C1 or the Argo or the. It looks okay. pretty cool though, for like a small, affordable city car. It's the price that's right. Yeah. There's not much you can get at 180 no, anymore. Definitely not. That's and, the good. Fr- and the French are always really well spec'd, which is good. But you and I spoke about that when we were recording stuff for Ignition, mm. was having Xavier, who did great things in SA, understanding the market with Renault. I mean, he really turned Renault yeah, around when Clio first came and out. Some Giro. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's been around a bit. Um, good that he's now with Persia. So I think he's quite aggressive in terms of positioning and marketing. So hopefully, mm. good yeah. news. It'll be a good seller. It'll de- well, is there a hybrid version, I wonder? No. It would be nice no. if there was. Why? Yeah, small it's, car. Yeah, but it yeah. makes sense to have an electric small car. Yeah, but you know those little things. It's a price it's point. Too expensive. We yeah. don't we don't get any uh, we don't get any kickbacks or rebates. Government doesn't assist you like in Europe. So you boys have to work on that. Your right? hybrids are the most expensive cars. Yeah, whereas in yeah, Europe, uh, that's you why Dieselgate hit them so hard because it was subsidised. Yeah. I, so I enjoy coming to these things because I never right. look at these little cars and you guys show them to me. But it's the interesting thing for me is that that doesn't look French at all. I mean, that like, oh, it's like so nondescript in I'm styling. looking at it and I don't understand. I love French cars and they're usually but distinctive and they have thing, an sense yeah. of style. This is just a box. So you're in agreement with me? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's the, it, could, it could be a because Hyundai or Because sharing Toyota, Toyota, Toyota platform. But it's not uh, that. You, you can at least start but it. Go, I mean, but like, go get up in the morning okay, and go, go, design and, it. go and have a look at what else is in that segment yeah, exactly. and talk then to me about styling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It actually looks really good when it you does. compare it. It looks quite upmarket compared to what else you get yeah. for hundred eighty thousand in that Fiat segment. Five hundred? No, yeah, well, no, that's that's, crazy? Two, that's 200, 200 For a hundred grand less, you could get an eighty-seven Golf TDI. <laughs> <laughs> but you only have it for four hours. Think. <laughs> Haven't you bought it? <laughs> it's true. Almost. We'd like to. We'd oh, sorry, like to. Uh, yeah, it's for sale for a hundred. But okay. uh, speaking about electric cars, uh, Toyota. They are developing hydrogen fuel cell vehicles with Chinese partners FAW and GAC. I'm FAW upset. do oh, the truck truck cars. Yeah, and Bucky's. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do a segue, no, I'm going to say that it's a good segue. 
It I'm is sorry. a good. It, no, it, it has is. to say that. It's interesting. You can't just say. How do you always manage to sneak Toyota into the news? <laughs> because they're always in the news. They're always newsworthy. And they're always and in your news. Hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, I think. Oh, hydrogen fuel cell are really cool, yeah, and I think they will work better. But do you think that's a technology that's going to work? I think it should work. It, I Isn't think the issue getting mind, the hydrogen in large quantities to hydrogen is it's a safety, it's a safety yeah. concern? Safety thing, yeah. That's what the big issue is. But I mean, the Japanese have been fiddling with hydrogen for uh, a long time, a long trying time. to get it to work. Yeah. I mean, it does work. I mean, you've got the Toyota Mirai yeah. in Japan. Is it a cost thing? Because I actually haven't looked into it. It's an interesting point that you it's brought up. I haven't looked into what it is. I just heard safety was a, a concern. It's basically the same you know. thing. It's, it's transporting hydrogen. Why is hydrogen yeah. dangerous to move around? It's very flammable. Like the Hindenburg. Like the uh, Hindenburg. So you really can't smoke at a petrol station You really now. can't yeah. smoke. Even like, though like, w- you know. Like we, in we Bruce Willis <laughs> Die Hard where he literally throws that cigarette and that doesn't happen <laughs> no, for the real issue is, fuel. The issue is the infrastructure. But, we, but when we spoke about infrastructure for electric cars 10 years ago, it was the same argument. Well, there's no infrastructure. Yeah. But you just need some manufacturers to put their weight behind it and for some regulations to change. Suddenly there's infrastructure springing up everywhere. So the truth is for hydrogen, it's possible. There's a lot of logistical issues carting it around. It's exceptionally dangerous. It needs to be kept cold. Mm. It's expensive to hold um, and then expensive to put into your car. The systems that you need to do so safely, it's it's complicated. In an accident, could it explode? Yes. Well, you can't leak electricity, which is cool. It's pretty good. It'll look good in the movies. But you're not making – you're not – Fast Powering and Furious 35 with hydrogen. Yeah, but you're putting compressed hydrogen into a cell in your car. Correct, but that, but the only byproduct from that is, no, no, is HDR, that. water. So that's from good. A, I mean, that is yeah. from a pushing your car is also good. <laughs> okay, I want to see you push your car. You know what I think? You, today, you know what I think the problem is? I think they've actually missed the boat. Because they needed a lot of other manufacturers to jump on board and say, right, hydrogen is the thing. Exactly. But it seems like everyone's got into bed Electric. with electrification is the way to go. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of swing the guys yeah. the other way because they are spending billions, billions providing this. And that's what irritates me. You know, all this legislation is government driven. Mm-hmm. It's not consumer driven. And government doesn't put any money towards it. So the manufacturers have to kind of find the bucks to make this thing happen. And I think, I mean, as, as much as we petrol heads, we don't like electrification. It is, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a sad thing for me because I just find driving EV cars, it's all the same. The way electricity is developed or delivered is the same. It sounds there's no, the pers- same. There's it no personality. Same. It doesn't matter what yeah. car you drive. Well, funny, just as a segue into the Aventador that I drove, that was the interesting thing for me. In this world of turbocharged cars, supercharged cars, well, not really that many supercharged, but they've all got these walls of torque. The interesting thing for me was that the Aventador had a proper rev range proper character to it and mm. there are not many cars that have that nowadays yeah that's a personality I mean, definitely, that's definitely not your your prius can you corroborate well, not, not supposed to compete with an event at all yeah. ridiculous can you corroborate some news is it true what did uh daimler merck um was it mercedes or what part of mercedes today said that they were Effectively stopping development of internal. No, it was, oh, it was Daimler. That. It was Daimler. I didn't see that. They're no. stopping the development no. of the combustion engine. So I think that's oh, yeah. an interesting one for today. Um, that's worrying. But what Volkswagen has said the same. I mean, like, they did. They're currently yeah. on the last generation of internal combustion engines, and then yeah. when that's done, that's it. Wow, that's no more. It's kind of sad. But, yeah. But I I see a different side. I see a proper pushback now, where you're seeing a lot of manufacturers are developing the old heritage cars. Those are making a comeback. So it almost feels to me like as cars go 
autonomous electrification it becomes a mode of transport and then you're going to have your weekend car that's going to be the thing that is a manual that's going to be a v8 that's going to guzzle fuel and you're going to go to some play park and you're going to get to live your life through your car I think that's going to happen oh, more and cool. more because yeah. guys are spending big money bringing back these iconic vehicles and developing them. And for who? There's clearly a market for it. So I hope that is the case because if the world was all electric cars, geez, like. Mm. No, it's going to be. Look, but to be fair, the, the combustion engine really hasn't developed a lot in the past 50 years. It's uh, it's moved along a bit. Uh, turbo sure, technology's changed. I agree with you. Eh? Valve train technology, but oh, it's yeah, still the same principle. Yeah, but they but they seriously the are efficient. Now. So what the are they going to do? The, What's the next the gains thing? Gains and efficiency have been enormous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, I get your point. There is some development in it, but I mean, I suppose they're not going to direct cash to that now. It seems like it's not. Whereas you know, probably if you continued the income stream to internal combustion there would be equal gains to be found in the next 25 years that you could never have predicted so maybe look you'll never uh, now you you'll never know. know now you'll never now know. You'll know that's exactly it sure. well i mean yeah with porsche and the taycan they're not going to be developing any more naturally aspirated high revving flat sixes so sad that's done <laughs> She's like, you drive things like a GT3 RS, and it's just got such a personality. Mm. There's just so much that goes on in that car. Absolutely. It's so nice not to drive turbos, actually. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, where. Yeah. Right? But yeah. I think that it's going to get to like this dystopian future where you've got all these cars, and it's, I think it was Demolition Man, where they had, <laughs> that, uh, they had all these car, electric cars driving around, and he goes into like an old gas car. Yeah. That's and what Morris is saying. saying. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be, be cool. We'll be driving yeah. around those things like chicanes. Yeah. I, I, I hope. They'll I hope either be worth nothing soon. Or worth a lot. Yeah. Who knows? There'll be no middle ground. Yeah. No, they won't be. Quite Guys, that's all the time we have for, for news. Uh, I think that was producer quite Paige is rolling her eyes and she's panicking. Us to, yeah, panicking. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a break. At Mike's mouth. going to have more tequila and we'll be back with you guys shortly. This aircon is racist. For the latest political news and in-depth discussion and analysis on events making headlines in South Africa's socio-political space. Join myself, Amil Amral, and my comrades from the Sunday Times Politics Desk for our Sunday Times Politics Weekly podcast. You can find new weekly episodes on the Times Live website every Wednesday. This is not a ship. Can you please come in? advertise on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly podcast, email us at smiths at tesoblackstar.co.za. That's smiths at tesoblackstar.co.za. Welcome back to Cargumentative. In this segment of the show, we are going to have a little buyer's guide for uh, Mike friend's, Mike's friend. Mike's friend. I lost my tongue there. Angus. Kind of thought. Angus. Gus. 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 Gus from CrossFit Kazoom. Kaboom. CrossFit Kaboom. <laughs> of course it's Kaboom. So okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. It says they drop the weights. Kaboom. What okay. That's exactly it. Oh, what does Gus CrossFit, do? <laughs> yeah. yes. what, what does Gus yes. do at CrossFit Kaboom? So, so Gus is one he of the owners. the box. Yeah, he's one of the owners of the box. So, so Gus is, I mean, he's a, Gus is a fantastic human. Is this, box? The, is this the yeah. box that has a shawl in it? No. Or this is, is this the, this the is box in your shawl. A box no, is a special they, CrossFit name yes. for a gym. Cross shawl. Oh, oh right. just by the way, so it's in Norwood, and just to give him a free plug. Mm. But yeah, so Gus is a really, really good guy. We he's, met him. As I say, he's, he's not only a CrossFitter, but he's also a geologist. 
hydrogeologist. So what is that the study of stones in water? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's just from Brackpan. But I think that this yeah. is all this is all very important information because he's got to set the scene here. So we've got a crossfitter. Yeah. He has an, a very impressive beard. Yeah. Like which a lot of crossfitters and Do a lot of geologists have. Aspire to as well. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a proper beard. I'm saying this is one that you would use beard oil on. Okay. So Please he told me he wants a masculine car. I'm saying like uh, like okay, if, so if you're gonna if you're gonna thing. give an original uh, original money, um, it's probably not gonna look right. But okay, so here's the thing. So Gus has got a car, and we're gonna, we're gonna play a sound clip where he's gonna explain his predicament. But essentially, he's given us a, a spec. Gus is married, no children, so therefore he is looking for a little bit of excitement in his life. So he says he wants a convertible that is either. PDK or one of those dual clutch stories. His exact words were double clutch gearbox. Okay, but no, but we 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 know better. So okay. we're going to be trying to find something. Okay. But he he wants to spend a maximum of four hundred thousand rand, which I think we're going to be a little bit liberal with because I think nowadays you can. Well, he's not going to get a bit. PDK for four hundred k. Yes, that's the that's okay. the re reality. Okay. So or double clutch. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think let's let's listen to the sound clip where where Gus, in his own words, um, can can explain a little bit. I think how, do you know in my, how do you know when Mike's been to CrossFit? He tells you. <laughs> I do not. I do not talk about it a lot. Anyway, okay. So he's not a right. vegan or an atheist. All right, okay. okay. All right, okay. So, so Gus has a problem. I have yeah. a problem. Um, paid off a three, seven years old, 82,000 Ks on the clock. Ordinarily wouldn't get rid of it, but... You do 7,000 Ks a year, 7,000 Ks a year. Okay. So okay. min mileage, driving, yeah. but it's going to be... It's the second time the clutches have gone on me on the Astronic. Oh, is it Astronic? Yeah. Okay. So as much as I love it, I time think to time to get on. So, budget between... Is it this one here? No, no. Oh, it's, okay. it's literally at Audi Sant and oh. waiting for the clutch pack. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so, budget between up to 400. I'm not fussed about spending way, way less. Okay. In fact, I wouldn't mind spending way, way less. I don't want to get something that's too high mileage or, or higher than what I've got. And I don't want to get something that's too much older. But, I'm willing to make exceptions. Are there any brands you prefer? I'm not too fussed about brand. I think that the main things for me is preferably dual clutch automated manual gearbox, so yeah. DSG type, not a synchro mesh auto. Yeah, okay. Uh, sorry, not a not Single a torque converter yeah, auto. Okay, yeah. um, definitely convertible. Definitely convertible. Definitely convertible. And and he's flexible, so I've already been <laughs> looking on the auto trader at, at all db 9s advantages and things like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, for that kind yeah. of money. I might need some convincing but but, uh, not gonna... So wait. Before we go any further, he's a tough nut. He just said that he had an Audi A3 with a DSG. Okay, he's done eighty something thousand k's on the clock. That dual clutch box has failed twice. So that's basically like saying I own a pit bull. The pit bulls attacked me twice. I sold the pit bull. Don't I want to get a new bulls. dog. Go the Maltese poodle. Pit bulls get such a hard rap. Okay, I own a Maltese poodle. It's torn my face off twice. I sold it, and I want to get a replacement dog for the Maltese. I want a Maltese. Yeah, yeah. I know. Because I want to go through all that again. But right. can I be honest? I mean, I don't know Gus well at all, but these are really difficult guys to pick cars for because well, they've got no idea. It's like I want anything from A to Z. I'm not fussed about brand. The only thing he really knows is that it's got to be convertible. That's quite critical. Well, let me just say this. This is a, a personal thing for me now because when I go to the box, and if I pick up weights and I don't put the clips on, Gus shits on me. So I'm saying, like, like if we buy, if we get him to buy a shit car, I think I may never hear the end of this. Okay. You'll be banished So you guys have to take this seriously. Okay, but, I've yeah. taken it very seriously. Okay. Well, who's going first? Are you I'll go, go first. first. All right. Brilliant. So mine is, uh, has to be, uh, E92 M3 convertible 
auto, which is DCT. That sounds angry, like angry and charged and for the it sounds testosterone. like a good of a CrossFit gym. It does. One hundred percent. I've got, but that's one got here. about three thousand kilometers on it. Is I've it got one in front of me. This one is white. It has fifty-five thousand k's on it. Twenty ten. Can't believe that. Four hundred nine thousand rand. Meets with all these requirements. It's done. It's easy. Can, what happens can, if it can, I, can I just tell you? I'm, I'm, Which it will. I'm, I'm petrified of that because I can't believe that car is, is for sale at that price with such low mileage. I always, I always but get concerned. But there's lots of them. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the market, and it's I mean, bizarre. it's got everything, every conceivable extra. Look, that's got ultimate performance. If he takes a warranty on it or something, how much is that? Four hundred nine. Asking, you probably would get it for like three fifty. You'll get it for three seventy five. Yeah, but but uh, but here's the problem I've got. So okay. I mean, this is this is an M three. Yes. Mean, like Gus, is, that's not his image. Imagine a he's geologist. a CrossFit. Yeah, but a geologist rocking up in an M three, and he can vape in this. He's more. He no one can vape anymore. To the twelfth person in America died today from vaping. vaping. Yeah, people do not vape. He's anymore. not in America. He can vape in this. He, and this is his image. This is this is CrossFit owner image. I think it's quite. It is cross, Does it he is have tattoos? Owner. No, no. But he's got a beard. Big beard. Has to have this. Yeah, I, I, when you say the beard, I mean he sounds like he should be driving in a pickup. Ah, you, you, maybe. You're, you're that, onto that, something. That, that, that's where I'm going, and that's kind of a convertible. If he sits in the back, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a convertible. No, I think it's not a bad. <laughs> okay. Thing. I, I think I think we've got to provide useful advice here, and I think if we all give the same car, it's not going to yeah. be of any. Okay, else. so what do you say, man? That, that is no, a, I'd like to go last because I know what he wants. I know what he needs. Because that's a proper. That M3 is great, but that's a Boyke's car. And if things do go wrong, there's a big bill to go, and it sounds like he doesn't want to go over 400. So. I think you need okay. to try and find him a car that's around 250 and isn't going to be... Yeah, and if, and if, yeah, and if the thing you. breaks, I'm going to only go to cross for three times a week. I'll have to start going five times a week because <laughs> I'll be paying uh, that thing off. Okay, I, met, I met Gus um, for five or ten minutes and, uh, you know, you, like, you could have an M3, but he's just he's such a nice guy. He is. You know? He really is. I think, he really I think is that nice precludes you, you. M3 owners are nice people. Are they? I don't think they are. My brother-in-law drives this exact car. He's a good dude. Yeah. Okay. You just Paige is shouting at me because I'm too far away. Um, you have to say that. so distant. Okay, go uh, I've, I've thrown the net a little bit wider in two ways. Um, the market for sports cars is particularly bad at the moment. So if you throw the net a little bit wider and include 500,000 rand at the top end, and you could probably negotiate down pretty close to your 400. That's number one, top tip. Uh, number two... Um, I really, really think and I would love to sit down and have a proper technical engineering discussion with Gus to find out why he wants specifically a dual clutch. Uh, because certain autos, full autos, are actually brilliant. Um, particularly are. the eight-speed ZF that's available in pretty much everything at the moment. It's calibration dependent, but it is better than some bad dual clutch boxes. Well, especially so, if you're going back... If we're looking for a car at 400k, it's, yep. it's an old car. You're going back in time. And the dual clutches then weren't great. They so weren't you're safer sitting with a standard, mm. a standard or some with you on that. That's totally a good, agree good with call. Morris. So I would, I would say before he excluded it, I think he should maybe drive a modern full auto. So I'm thinking okay. between the 400, 500 mark, like, you know, he owns a CrossFit. He's a bit of a boy. But, he's but. a bit of a boot, you know. Maybe <laughs> likes a bit of a vape. Maybe not. It's unhealthy. all <laughs> <laughs> <But laughs> stereotypes. Gus is hating. Gus is a, he's actually, a, he seems like a well-spoken, intelligent chap. Um, he's got some tastes. Maybe something with some breeding, some pedigree. What no. about an F-Type S? 
Oh. Can you get that for five hundred dollars? Less than five hundred, yeah. Oh, really? Wow. The V6s. Yes, that's V6 a nice car. Is a really? Very, very nice Jeez, car. Seriously, at that a, price. Yeah, yeah. And it's got, got a ZF go, auto. I must go buy a car again. Yeah. Sounds like cars are dirty. Yeah. What, do you guys what kind of mileage will it have? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a sixty or seventy, which, which is, is maybe fine, a bit because higher. He, uses, he only does seven thousand cash a year. Okay. Sure, that's a hell of a car. No, he's on about eighty. He's on about eighty now. I think he said or ninety on his car. So. Good call. Cool. What do you think? I, I think it's great. I mean, okay. I did the cannonball run in that car, and it That's was a cool car. It was a brilliant car. I remember driving with you with a top down in it. Mm. I'm going to forget that really much. Just me and you. Yeah. Two good old boys looking for adventure. And, so, to know. be, I mean, those cars are, yeah, they're upper 400s. Yeah. Really? So, he's going to, but I mean, he will. You'll get a good deal on that. To four and a half. Nobody's selling sports cars right now. Oops. Even yeah. the normal V6, the non S. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's, that's a hell of a lot of car. All right, look at you. I'm done. Drop uh, that mic. Boom. Sure. Okay. okay. Nice, um, Marius. Look, obviously, I'm dragged in lastminute.com on this, so I haven't had time to prep and research. But I'm I'm thinking of those older CLK convertibles. Yeah. Remember the big Mercs? Yeah. Um, because it's a cool old daddy car, not a performance car. But if you want to save a lot of money, you can go get himself into a, a 350Z. Um, oh, or even a 370. Ooh. Yeah, I don't, he, he won't get that price probably. I don't know now on the auto. Well, but he could probably get an old 350. I mean, those cars you pick up for next to nothing. Um, yeah, that, I own one. I just would never have a convertible in it though. Wouldn't a 370? You? I've got a 350. Oh, really? Yeah, cool car. So I was looking at actually a Nissan 370Z. Uh, and it came in order, eh? Have an automatic. Have this auto. is a 2011, and it's got low mileage. It's got 34,000 34, k's on the clock. Automatic gearbox, and it's going for 299,000 yeah. rand. Wow. That is a lot of car. That is a yeah. fortune and, of car. And the 370Z kind of looked better in uh, convertible form than the 350, I think. Well, it doesn't sound yeah. like he's a performance guy. So I, I he, don't think he is. And no. I think that's so, so that's cool, because, I mean, I would never buy that car from a performance perspective because I hate it with the top down mm. um, but if he's wanting to look cool nice car it's a good car mate's mine's nice going but yeah. funny enough I think in terms of his image like, like you know I think the Jag is quite refined and not to say that Gus isn't but I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not but I just did <laughs> but, but I think actually to be honest I think that's a hell of a car Wow. Pull yeah. Okay, so that's 31,000. Brad's got right. one of those. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was talking yeah. about. So, 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 uh, Thomas is showing so, his so picture of a 370Z convertible. Yeah. F-Type's great, though. Yeah. F-Type is really, really cool. It is, but this is like basically 299. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, that's yeah, way it's out of budget. It's a lot of and change. the cool yeah. thing, I mean, having owned a 350, the engine's unbreakable. No Japanese. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> yeah. No difference with a 370 guys. either. Exactly. So that thing's going to run well. Okay, cool. Mike, All right. Okay. Is yours. Okay, so right, I, I, I want Gus to have as much fun as possible, but I really don't want him to have any drama. So I don't want him to have a car that's like six or seven years old and that if something breaks, he just calls me and says, Look what you did. So thinking that he like wants something that's convertible, he definitely can't be a boyk. If you've met Gus, you know that he's not that kind of oak. He's like a salt of the earth, fix like stuff at home, like with his bare hands, pick up weights kind of guy. Agreed. So I think, but given that he's not a performance guy out and out, a Mustang 2.3 um, EcoBoost. You shut your mouth. 2.3 oh. EcoBoost will be reliable. It's relatively new. It looks the part. You can get in like a loud, it's a crap car. car. 
But it's cool, though. It's, it's cool. Not. I'm saying if you want to just go drive no, around, no, I'm you, saying it's oh, cool. It's I'm just, saying it's cool. It's just it, it's like driving around in Tupperware. Yeah, nothing no, matches. Mm. And everyone will say, ah, oh, that guy. You and it's right. You get, get the five liter. No, it's right. No, no, all he has to do is put a playing card in the spokes and it'll sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you would, you would recommend that to I a Definitely. I'm saying like, it's fast enough. It's fast enough. It's got a great, like, like style for him it's like absolutely perfect it's the kind of thing you could rock up at a geologist conference and they'll think look at this badass geologist there's a cool there's a cool factor there's a cool factor around the Mustang for for sure yeah I just I think the Jag I I think for me also I would take the Jag but there's something cool about the Mustang it's like the working class hero it's just it's just cool I mean I couldn't picture guys rocking, rocking up in a Merc I mean, I was looking. At, I, I was looking. So I was about to at, say. I was looking at a whole lot of different cars, like old CLK, like the 430 or whatever. No, like a 650 Cabriolet, but a newish E-Class convertible. Yeah, but a 650 Cabriolet, like an awesome car. And you can get one in the fours, and that's a really, really cool that's car. That's what you should have recommended to yeah, your friend. Yeah, but I can't. Guys. Like, look, guys, guys, I can't imagine make him, him driving do extra this. burpees or whatever. He will. Please. He will <laughs> for recommending a 2.3. EcoBoost Mustang. I've just like remembered something. Your I bet, I bet Gus is going to buy the EcoBoost Mustang. I've just remembered something. Yeah. And Marius might remember this car as well. Do you remember the last car to come with a cassette tape deck in it? Yes. Oh, don't. Was say the that. Lexus SC430. <laughs> worst car in the world. Which yeah, some people that, say oh. is the worst car in the world. But that would be actually, that's pretty cool. Ironically cool. Ironically cool. It's just a girl's car. <laughs> it really I don't even is. think it is. No, no, it is. It's a proper. It's, it's an old lady. It's an car. old man's car. It's an old lady's no, car. No, it's not. On her way to play bridge. Old man stays in Florida, and she and she gambles at the casino, and she plays. See, the that's, slots. What I, that's what I was talking about. The old CLKs. They yeah. stopped. Oh, yeah. They stopped them in 2010. Yeah. Remember there were the, the CLK 430. Yeah. Oh, you know what you could do? You could even do an SL. You could probably do an SL 500. You could. Yeah, but that's gonna be old. 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 No, 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 no. It'll be that shape. Breaking. It'll be that. It'll be that year. All right, okay, guys. So listen, there's a whole lot of cars that are in your price range. I think you should take buy the Bucky. The, I think you should buy the Bucky. <laughs> Go and drive what, them a all. Raptor. And a Raptor. And you get a Raptor for 400. No, no man. Raptor's like 800. Producer yeah. Page is going to obviously make a, a vote for us. You're going to put together a poll to see what our listeners think that Gus should buy. Yes. Cool. Uh-huh. Five choices. Yeah, wow. not bad. I think this go. is good consumer advice. It so is. Good so luck to you. So mine was, and this will win. The E92 M3 convertible. Just to recap, what was yours? No, mine's a Mustang. Oh, the Mustang, Mustang convertible. Okay, so Working class lose. hero. Yours was? F-Type S. Good chance. V6 supercharged. Mine was a 370Z convertible. Now you have and, to... and 100,000 rands change. <laughs> and... So and Marius, well, because, you've, because you've got the 370, I'll pull out the 350. Then I'll go with an older Merc, um, that old CLK. I think they stopped them in 2010. The 430, it's cool. Those were, old Mercs were built were well strong back then. Yeah, yeah, not like now. So yeah, yeah. Well, okay. that's it, guys. Gus, I hope that helps. And uh, listeners out there, if you want to vote, you can hook us up on the website. Page will put a poll up and let us know which one you would choose for the money. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to be chatting to Marius about. Life on the fast lane. Guns, an essential tool in self-protection or a catalyst for criminality. 
CliffCentral.com presents GunCast, a podcast that unpacks the divisive issue of gun ownership in South Africa. Join legal expert Martin Hood as he hosts a series of talks with both sides of the gun lobby. Whether you support the right to carry guns or you believe they're a destructive tool that society could do without, GunCast will enlighten and challenge you in equal measure. Find GunCast now on the Cliff Central app, on cliffcentral.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Thanks for having us back. Well, surprised I haven't been asked to leave yet. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, Marius is our guest. Mm. He is. And he's going to tell us about motoring stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Him and, him and, so, him and so, Thomas so can tell us about the industry. Mark, Mark Peluta is a big fan of yours. You know, he's playing it down here in studio tonight. Yeah. But, but he's a, he's a I massive I know his wife. But hold on. We have I've known Cindy for, for yeah. years. Super, yeah. super cool. But we have really listeners cool. all around the globe. I think it would be, would be appropriate if you could just introduce him properly. Yeah. We did. Do no, beginning of the show. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you. Okay. My, my interaction. So we've been doing the car thing for 11 years. Um, Obviously, in-house ignition as a channel started 11 years ago, and they came to me having background in television and a love for cars to anchor the channel back then. And it was fascinating because we had two hours of content, and I think I was about an hour and a half of it back then. Obviously, the channels now expanded 24-7 with its own dedicated channel. So all I really do on the show now is look after all the new car stuff. So that's where, like, Tom and I obviously first met because we'd gone launches together and get to drive cars so for most people it's probably the ultimate job because you get to drive all these cool cars but you never have the headache of owning them give them all back um so yeah it is it it, it is cool and you get to you get to have some great great trips and this year this year has been a a good year we've done some really fun stuff um in europe um expanded into some commentary stuff we did jim carner grid with ken block and the guys in poland which was which was really cool but I think it's been probably one of the better years in terms of cool car experiences that we've that we've had. Um, yeah, I didn't do that, Thomas. Because like I'm on the C list now. <laughs> <laughs> I basically sit behind a computer all day. And so this is what you, this is what you need to be like. But so that's what we brought I, him. That's yeah. what I used to be like. <laughs> Not anymore. You stopped getting the invite. You got, t- yeah. you got tired of all the because there is a lot of nonsense so that goes well, around launches. Well, that's it. There's but it seems like there's a lot more car car stuff. We've talked about it, but. It seems like there's a lot of cool stuff now, and it's it's a lot more intense and a lot more professional and a lot more Is depth it? to these events than what they used to be. Yeah, I, I, I think we sit in a bit of a twilight zone, though, because I think, you know, the, everyone with a mobile phone could now make car content, so suddenly you had a lot of bloggers putting stuff <laughs> up, which is cool, but I think that's actually coming back to reputable brands, like whether it's Sunday Times, Business Day, that type of thing. And then having the blogging that links with it, because there's so much fake news and nonsense. So, well, I'm that's it. I mean, I mean, there was a stage maybe three, four years ago where every man and his dog was suddenly motoring journalists and would totally. come in with a blog and an Instagram account. What are you trying to say? Yeah, exactly. Twitter, Thanks, right? What do you mean? And, then that's suddenly, us, Tom. And suddenly I've got my backup, were, man. Suddenly they were these authorities, and you'd so see them on car launches, and they'd have like four test cars at a time. Like and know nothing. Spilling out and know nothing. We have zero. But you've got credibility now okay. because yeah, you're on yeah. the show. Okay. You see. Like so you're saying it's come full circle. So uh, it went. It went. The blogger. I think. I think manufacturers are starting to realize influencer that yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't as much value as they yeah. attached to these people who were suddenly coming out and promising, you know, exposures and this, yeah. that, and the other. And um, I think the chickens came home to roost. That actually you need people who have got experience 
know what they're talking about, know how to drive, yeah. you know, and come from a, a reputable media house. I think the ultimate thing is to take an established brand and, and have all the facets. So if it is television, mm. look, television's days are numbered, let's be honest. So I think at the end of the day, we'd rather view ourselves not as a TV channel, but as a content creator. And that content's got to live got to live online. But it's tough because you've actually got to go and try and push for content. So like this trip that I did um, now in June, you know, it wasn't that manufacturers phoned us and said, hey, you know, do you want to come on a road trip driving a Lamborghini from San Agata to Goodwood? I phoned them. Oh, is that out? Yeah, so we, we, had, we had a trip. We were going on a trip with with BMW, and I said, listen, let me extend my stay for three weeks. So in those three weeks, we literally did everything. I, I drove some cool cars with Aston Martin in the UK, um, got to drive the hill at Goodwood. I'd never been to the festival, yeah, so cool. had a little run in the, in the new Hurricane Evo. Um, yeah, it was actually nearly ended in tears because the choppers – I know the course. I mean, we've all played it on PlayStation, live <laughs> anyway. And I'm, I'm sitting there knowing that I'm going to have a run up the hill and I'm watching the track and getting a, a refresher of it. And then when they do the manufacturer runs, they actually put a chicane in just after that famous bridge. Oh. Because just after that, there's a bit of a blind dip to the right and a very tight left where everyone at speed ends up crashing into the barriers. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. we were sitting and, and yakking with the instructor in the car for like 40 minutes lining up waiting for our run. And as I got the line, he said, oh, don't forget about the chicane. I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> We've got all the onboard footage of it too. Because he never actually told me where. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And we went through the double right-hander. And he's like, just remind about the chicane. And I got under the bridge and we were flipping full taps in the, in the <laughs> Evo. And he just said, break, break now. And I'd already started looking going, hang on, I don't recognize this. What is this? <laughs> but I promise you, I couldn't have hit a brake marker any better if I tried 30 times again. We absolutely <laughs> nailed it. But it could have ended in, could have ended in proper tears. So, you don't see yeah, that, that on, cool. on, the, on the live stream. No, you don't. You don't see that at all. No, because they don't really show that because yeah. it's not part of the competitive uh, yeah, run. Sure, so yeah. they, don't, they don't put that, they don't put that in. Oh, that's but, dangerous. That's, but that trip with Lambo was, was really cool. You know, so to, where did it start? You started in the in UK? Saint, in Saint Agata. Oh, okay. Okay. So we went to the home of Lamborghini, and it's cool to see the original production line where it all started. And you know, around the corner, yeah, you know, we're all excited to get on this 1,800 kilometer road trip. But first, Italian, we, we've got to have food. You know, around the corner is this cool old Nonna's place that looks like nothing. Yeah. Uh, it was opened actually the year before Lamborghini, so I think 63 or whatever it was. Most amazing food, just really passionate people. And it's quite cool when you go in there. The, the Eurus line is fully automated. Hardly anybody works on it, little machines and robots running around. But when you go to Aventador and Hurricane, a lot more interaction from uh, people. Mm. And especially the upholstery is literally all women. Because yeah. women have the touch for the materials and the fabrics they use, so That's cool. so that was so that was cool. But yeah, we had a great trip and went through the Mont Blanc tunnel, carved up some mountain passes. So you're doing this with a camera crew, or are you doing this with other people? Yeah, you know, it was cool. They arranged. I said to them, "Listen, you don't have to fly a cameraman over. Just provide us with a crew." And we actually put together um, a two eight-minute uh, part little series that tracked the whole journey. But they had a, a lifestyle blogger. Um, that came over okay. um, and a, another German crew as well. So, yeah, it was quite a quite a cool trip. But you know, for me, yeah, hands up. No, yeah, detail check. They build the Urus at Lamborghini. Yeah, really. So, so, so what happens with that? It actually comes almost pre-assembled. Semi knockdown. A, a, a lot of the stuff comes straight from from Germany, the subframes, but they actually assemble everything in Saint Agata. So that's the production line. That's of interesting, Urus. huh? Is anything produced for it there? I mean, the no, no. interior. So, so it's literally the assembly. 
So they're basically assembling, assembling all of it there. Yeah. They want it to be a Lamborghini. Yeah, no. so it's as much as possible. Because that, that, that's what's I'm that, fascinated. Yeah, by that's that, what actually. surprised me. I'll show you the photographs after. It's really, really cool, really state of the art, okay. cool setup. But yeah, I was surprised. I thought, what are you putting together? But all the components. But obviously, uh, you know, engines and that type of stuff. I'm sure there's some modifications and things get done that side. But remember, everything's also bespoke. So with uh, with the Urus, you, I mean, listen, I saw some disgusting cars on the production line so i think that's where a lot of the personalization stuff gets done that side okay. so it's interesting in terms of spec oh, interesting geez, colors like and pink and seats and no listen un- 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 skin. Un- unbelievable you know where it's going yeah yeah you know yeah. exactly where it's going. <laughs> but, but um did you also they tell us about the hurricane evo so, so this thing, how many, how much is it about, like 700 horsepower? Yeah, so it's actually running the exact same output now as the current Performante. Mm. So it's exactly the same spec. Um, but what will happen... But it's normally aspirated V10. Yeah, yeah, so it's running 5.2 liter V10. Um, but what will happen is obviously energy. there'll be an Evo Performante, which will then obviously up the boost there again, which is, which is really cool. But I actually never thought that I'd complain about the sound of a, of a V10. But when you're sitting at 130 k's an hour on a motorway in cruise control, that drone is... Oh, it's really? actually like somebody's punching you in the head repeatedly. It's annoying, but it's amazing how far supercars have come because you literally put it into city mode and it actually just nullifies it and you can actually live with it. But the biggest mission for us was paying tolls because oh. the toll booth is so high. You actually literally, I've got to unstrap and do some magical gymnastics yeah. to kind of get there to pay the, pay the tolls. But yeah, it was a good trip. That sounds good trip. amazing. What a trip. It was good yeah. fun. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, I mean, when we did Poland now, Jim Carner Grid was 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 really amazing because I mean, we got to know a lot of the guys having worked on World Rallycross last year, and I did a round in Germany with World Rallycross as well. So guys like Andreas Bakkerud and and Petter and and Oli Solberg, you start getting to hang out with the guys and, and and know them really well. And what blew me away with this event, I mean, it was a massive hectic track. I mean, I think you guys I know Carl, yeah. and you know Carl you know well. Carl, he did, yeah. he did really well, and he'll tell you what a I hectic. I think Oli Solberg took him out. He, he yeah. did. I mean, but you know, no, I mean, Carl, you Carl, Carl knew, but Carl knew where he was going. He was yeah. trying to get you know fourth or fifth place, yeah. top privateer. Um, but what blew me away is there's a Polish drifter called Bartos that lost his arms at 19. Um, and you must see this guy in a drift car doing yeah. Gymkhana. Uh, it's unbelievable. He shifts gears with his with his stump of his of his right shoulder, um, and then literally drives with his left foot steering, and then all the pedal controls with the right. And it's That's things crazy. things That's you don't think about. A lot of guys race without legs, but for him, even something like how do you get your harness off if he's in an accident? Oh, yeah. So he's actually got a little release button that he pushes to to pop it oh, off, and wow. it was unbelievable to to see that. But really there was cool. a guy who raced at Lamar about four years ago who had no arms and no legs. He was basically like Amazing. like a torso, and they and he raced at up. Lamar. They raced at Lamar. Wow. And they put him. He shows got, you he where got, there's a world is away. He yeah. got some some like rare rare disease that that that. How was he How was he operating the vehicle? I don't know. Like through I don't know. But it was, I mean, I'll try to find it online for you guys. Mental that was, telepathy. So, so yeah. tell us, I mean, like, at Jim Connor Grid, I can imagine it'd be a little bit of a jolt. Did Carl have any fun? We actually know he, he's serious. I mean, listen, when you're going, when you're committing to that, you're going, and you're going over to race. Oh, he had a good entourage, but we never, we never <laughs> saw much of him. I mean, we all stayed in the same hotel, which is really cool. And that hotel bar went long and hard. You know, the monster crew are, are, are crazy. Mike would have loved that. No, listen, no, tequila. There was there was a there was a lot of a lot of tequila awesome, and, and Polish woman, yeah. lovely, and that's cool. And they probably all do CrossFit as well. And you could have, <laughs> oh yeah, I know this guy. He's from the 
Swarovski box. It sounds like a hell of a trip, but you also went to Rolls Royce, correct? Yeah, so that was also quite a quite amazing um, cruising through Rolls. You know, just the way that that factory setup. You know, if you've driven a Rolls, you know it's known for its its quietness. Um, and that's what the factory's like. You can't believe they're actually producing cars here because there's literally no noise when you walk along the production that's line. Cool, yeah. And the whole building is actually linked to a weather app. So the blinds and the louvers rotate to allow the optimal amount of light in the whole time to keep the guys happy. They've got it in the far back corner. It's kind of like a, it, it looks like a nuclear hazard zone. You're not allowed in there. And, and yeah. that's where all their special projects are developed and, and, and done. But really cool. I mean, what kind looks, of stuff is it? Well, they, 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 they I mean, no, no, I mean, like, what kind of cars would come out of it? Don't you know, know. So, so, like, no, they, they've, they've gone and done a car where the entire interior was done out of, out of Japanese silk. Um, there was one of their special cars they released in Geneva, I think, about three or four years ago. So all their special projects, one-off designs will be done in there. But what was quite cool is we had a Cullinan in the most outlandish orange color and there's a top one of their top clients is actually a miami collector and they were doing the photo shoot of that car so i wasn't allowed to take any photographs of it but that's a bespoke color and if anybody wants that color they've got to ask him permission so they reckon they're wow. sitting on like fifty-five thousand colors on their palette but there is like no limits whatever color you want they can you produce want. for you yeah. so, so i mean what, what, what color is like orange yeah but like it's it's got it's now got his name he's named it so he's come up uh, with his own special so, color so combo. they managed to make they'll make a color that looks worse they'll than make. the standard one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll, make, they'll make it for you but it's just cool seeing bespoke mm. stuff like that it's it's quite well, exciting it sounds like a hell of a trip we'd like to hear more maybe so, next time so mm. So, I mean, like, last question, Mike. Last question. Okay, yeah. Last so, tell question. us about the Aston Martin DB4. Quick one. I'll tell you the thing that I think was probably the most impressive on the, on the trip to, to Europe was going to Aston Martin Works. Uh, it's on the original um, factory uh, before they moved. And there, every single old classic special Aston Martin gets shipped in, trained in whatever the guys get them restored and serviced there. But they're obviously doing their DB4 GT Zagato continuation, making 19 of them. They were first built in 1963. Amazing. What's incredible is these cars, uh, Polo takes 24 hours to build. This car takes 4,500 hours by hand. So it's actually quite cool because you're getting bespoke craftsmen that are back in the game. That was dying out as the robots were taking over. Absolutely. 19 of these being made at 6 million pounds. Oh, how much? 6 million pounds. It's, it's a race car only, but you get a two-car deal. They give you the new DBS um, Zagato. I should hope so. But what was so cool is like we didn't know that there was one that was complete. And as I walked through, there it was. And they let me get in the car and fire it up. And oh. I was like, to take that for you, a drive. Just, just, just unbelievable. Eh? So we that, were really well looked after. What advice can you give Cargumentative? How can we make this better? How can we get to a level that people will give us Lamborghinis to drive across yeah. Europe. You know what I think would be really cool? We're actually chatting about it off, uh, off mic earlier. There's a real opportunity to take what you do here into a more traditional radio format where it's a throw to come and watch us tonight for the full hour show, put a camera in here and start doing the television side of it. Um, what you can very easily do when people are streaming this online is you then have little video content that you've made. So during your ad breaks, you throw, let's have a look at this video content. So there's a lot of that sort of stuff. And I think this is the future. Um, like I said to you, TV's days are numbered. This yeah. is what you want. People want to hear guys sitting and bantering and talking fun about cars, but then seeing some cool content too. So if you can show a manufacturer that, there's no reason why you won't be invited 
onto launches to drive cool cars. Thanks for that. Where you go? Yeah. He knows. Presumably, we'll get, a, we'll get a plug on thing. Ignition TV as And well. we can oh, also yeah. record ourselves oh, driving to <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Nice, guys. This is fun. Yeah. Really, really cool. Well, thanks oh, for yeah. joining us, Morris, no, listen, and uh, coming all the way up from PE. I think I must, was, you know, you cannot especially for... <laughs> I must be here every Thursday. Exactly. Fun, should man. be. Yeah. Really cool. Mike will bring more tequila. And, uh, guys, thanks for joining me. We'll be back. Cognitive <laughs> next week. Done and dusted. Bye, Goodbye. Y'all.